new concepts and ideas to help you reach your full potential. Welcome back, everybody. Live episode number 34 here on the Success 101 podcast. I'm Jared Warren here with Emilio Palafox. We are so excited to be here with you guys today. And I want to go ahead and mention, if you are loving the Success 101 podcast, if you're finding value in your life, if it's impacting you, if you want to share it with others, the best way that we can let Apple know that you're finding value in this and relevancy is to go leave a five-star review. Leave any type of review that you want. But if you're enjoying the podcast, five-star reviews are what tells Apple where to rank us on featured lists and where to rank us out there when they're promoting other podcasts. That's what's going to help get the word out. So if peak performance is something you know those around you in your community or in your circles could find tons of value in, we would love you to go and give a rating and a review. So now let's cut on to the show. Emilio, what is going on, buddy? I'm so excited to get into kind of a part two here, this PMF information. Uh, I've been doing great, man. been traveling like I've been telling you about and uh, mainly in the Texas area. So just been bouncing around from San Antonio, Austin, Houston, just feeling charged, man. You know, we've I got literally kind charged, of, right? Yeah, literally charged. You know, this kind of charging station that people get charged so they can really charge their life. And so it's been exciting, man, not only on a learning standpoint, but an educational standpoint. Finally, for myself, seeing the testimonials in person that I have heard about since 2013 when I heard about PEMF, where, you know, I dug into, you know, did my due diligence back then and, you know, been researching it and seeing the science and everything since then. But it's different when you hear all about it. And then it's another thing to really like, you know, right in front of you in one hour or an hour and a half or a couple hours after a session, hearing what people are saying about what happened to them. And so it's been really exciting, man, and really just grateful. And yeah, just a blessing right now, man. I'm having a good time with it. I know you've been diving in a lot into Dr. Jerry Tennant's book, Healing is Voltage. Yeah, it's such a thick book and such an interesting book that I think, honestly, Anybody interested in alternative or holistic, you know, medicine, I think it's a great, fascinating read that really teaches you a lot about the body. You know, what he states is that all life is energy and all energy is electromagnetic. And this is true. And that the cells in the body, our cells require electricity. And for those people listening, we're basically a bag of cells. We have some people say 75 trillion, other doctors say 100 trillion cells. And here's the thing that he states is that when our cells drop their electrical charge to a certain level, they become sick. The first sign is usually pain. And then chronic pain is always defined by a low electrical charge. And so he basically concludes that with enough voltage and raw materials, the body can heal almost anything. And so a fascinating read. And I'm finally able to kind of see this, you know, right up in front as I as I go and demo this to various people out there. So I know that one video that I saw you put out was with a female. I've seen a couple of guys and a female, and she was just describing like what she was feeling. Tell us about what your process is when you hook people up to this machine. Number one, I know you're just doing demos right now, but when you start doing this full time, I guess, with your clients, what is going to be the primary purpose for that? How long does a session last? And what's really going on in the tissue with the cells, all of mm. that to kind of piggyback on what you said in our last episode about PEMF? Yeah, absolutely. To give a quick summary. So first of all, I really believe in this because we are cells. You know, when I think about technologies, and I love technologies, and I'm finally excited about having one that, that targets the overall us. And so my job right now that I'm loving is to really spread awareness where I'm at right now, which is in the Texas area, to everybody that cares about health and wellnesses. Right now, a big target market for us is chiropractors, 
but it's also in alternative and holistic centers, health and wellness centers, anti-aging clinics, you know, sports teams, athletes, even private individuals, anti-aging clinics, you name it. And so when I go and demo for these people, normal demo is about an hour. If I'm doing it for a private individual, maybe I'll go an hour and a half or so. So what the company Pulse Centers deems this as, and it's very much this, is cellular exercise. And the reason it's cellular exercise is for a couple of reasons. One being is that when you exercise or when we all exercise, Jared, there's a fluid exchange. You know, there's oxygen and a fluid exchange of, of carbon dioxide exchanging in the body. Well, with cellular exercise, the, the fluid exchange, if you will, is that more toxins are being expelled from the cell and then more oxygen and nutrition is being put into the cell. And so there's that fluid exchange that is occurring that is, that is maximizing or optimizing the body so that it can heal itself. And so when I put someone, demo this for anybody, whether it's a practice or a person, you know, we can adjust the pulses per second, the hertz. And we can also adjust the magnetic field strength, which is the intensity. And normally I'll start off at a 2.5. That's kind of like jogging and really kind of a structural, really getting in there and moving things around in a good way. And what's really cool is that this is kind of like a sonar without anybody telling me what kind of pain or injury that they've been in from when they were a baby up to this point. It's like a sonar. It'll find whatever is electrically or energetically imbalanced in the body. So all of a sudden they're like, I'm like, where are you feeling it? It's different. Someone could be like, I'm feeling it in my heart and my gut. Another person is like, I really feel it in my lower back. And everybody's different. And it's really cool that it's able to kind of pick up immediately as these pulsed electromagnetic fields are being pulsated through the body. It's able to pick up where it is in your body that has an electrical imbalance. And what I'll say here is important. And another doctor that talks about this very thing that I'm talking about is Harold Saxton Burr, PhD. He's the professor of anatomy at Yale University School of Medicine. Yeah, you mentioned him last time. Yeah. He published 93 papers on biological electricity. And just to remind everybody, Burr, this doctor, discovered that measurable imbalances in the electrical field of an organ precede the onset of disease. And if the electrical imbalance is corrected, the disease does not manifest. And so what this is doing is that it's bringing back the energy efficiency to those cells, correcting that imbalance. It targets that, charges that up. Next thing you know, you got people saying, oh my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I admitted on the first podcast that you did of this, that I didn't have a ton of experience behind this. It was a little bit new to me. I'd certainly heard of PEMF. I was more familiar with EMFs, which are the bad part of the electromagnetic field conversation that we want to stay away from. This is PEMF that your body's already producing. You already have this you know, in your body, of course. But I went and did some digging on this just for my own self because I'm like, man, you know, this is fascinating. And it, you talked about the healing and everything. And what I found, I didn't even know you were going to do a part two on this. So I'm glad it came mm -hmm. full circle. You know, the reading that I did basically just said to have healthy cells, you have to undergo an active, regular process, almost like a tune-up of your cells, I guess, for lack of better words, yeah. which is going to slow aging. It's going to reduce this function. If our cells are mm -hmm. healthy, our bodies are healthy, we can perform more optimal toward peak performance. But even if cell mm -hmm. dysfunction is, you know, even if you can't see it to the naked eye, right? Because we're talking about microscopic stuff that makes a huge change on your body. It's amazing mm -hmm. how that can still lead to disease if it's not corrected on time. And that's why yeah. the, by utilizing these PEMFs, you can mm -hmm. fine tune your health in several articles I saw. So it said you can fine tune your health basically in just minutes to where those treatments can help your cells rebalance, dysfunction faster. Yeah. numerous other benefits out there that maybe we don't even have time to go into here today, but it's just amazing the different things that it helps with. You're exactly right. And so to give you an example about how, whether it's for performance or recovering from some kind of illness, you and I, Jared, or, you know, healthy individuals are running around 
20 to 25 millivolts in terms of voltage. And that's equivalent to like, let's say somebody's talking pH levels. It's the equivalent of being 7.35 to 7.45. And so they're different kind of animals, you know, but they're very kind of uh, parallel in terms of when that voltage drops, the pH drops and vice versa. Right. Okay. Now, if you're in pain or chronic pain or chronic illness, you have dropped below the 20 millivolts. You have dropped way below. Here's the thing. For the body to heal itself, it needs to create new cells in order to heal itself. Right. So if you're in chronic pain, chronic disease, or anything like that, if you cannot raise your voltage to 50 millivolts, this is a fact, your body will not be able to take all the raw materials. Your blood vessels will dilate and dump off all the raw materials, your proteins, fats, carbs, vitamins, minerals. But you need that voltage, 50 millivolts, to be able to gather all that, turn it into new cells in order to heal. So there's a lot of things out there that are great, great modalities out there, but they're almost like Band-Aids, unless you're targeting the source, which is the cells, bringing that charge up so that it, your body can do the job that it was intended to do. And this machine is doing very much just that, is raising that voltage so that your body can do that. Yeah, and that's what I found is most people do. They mask the problem. You know, they relieve some temporary, and it is temporary pain, but you haven't fixed the solution. You haven't gotten down to a microscopic or cellular level as we're talking about here. And I mean, I'm just thinking here, like just crazy thoughts in my mind. Like if you told somebody about this back in like 16, whatever, 1700s and said, hey man, I'm going to mm -hmm. create this machine in the future. It's going to put volts in your body. They would have like probably burned you for being a witch or something like nonsense, yeah. right? I mean, they would have been like, get out of here with that. But today we have the technology yeah. to say, no, this is not sci-fi, you know, witchcraft, what, like this is real stuff. And I think it's fascinating that you guys that have studied this a little bit more, even know like the voltage that is going to help mm -hmm. with that as well. I mean, it's down to that much of a science. It's pretty awesome the more I read about it. And it's so funny that you say that. You know who got the bad rap and was like, you know what, you're crazy? Is Nikola Tesla. Right. I mean, right, so right. he's the godfather of this electromagnetic field energy. And he was the one who got the bad rap. Everyone thought he was a crazy person. But it aids in every aspect of healing and the living process and is a result of the pioneering work that he did over 100 years ago. And so if people are not familiar, some people, I, I'm surprised. I was talking about Nikola Tesla the other day and people are like, who's that? So this is the man after whom that, you know, the electric car is named after. And it's just something to kind of put out there, you know, just like an iPhone or your iPod that runs down and needs recharging, so do our bodies. And so if you ever said that you feel run down, have no energy and your batteries need recharging, you were actually more right than you knew, which is kind of funny. I mentioned Nikola Tesla to somebody one day. I kid you not, this is not a made up story, real life. I mentioned yeah. it one day just in something I was reading or something I was doing. And they're like, oh, yeah, the guy that created the car that everybody's talking about. Like, they're talking about Elon Musk. They thought he was. Oh, Nikola yeah, yeah. Tesla. But, Emilio, just to kind of put a, a pause here for just a second, because I think it's awesome to talk about this in the sense that, obviously, you're helping people with this. I mean, I'm jealous in the sense yeah. that I don't even have hands-on access to this machine, you know, whatever, especially since I've seen mm -hmm. some of the videos. But for some people out there that are, you know, at, maybe they've never heard about this before. I'm not sure. I'm sure many of the listeners to the Success 101 podcast are tuned into this because that's the community that we have tuning in. But let me just go through some of the health benefits of PMF therapy that I read about after our episode last time, because it really did. It, it really fascinated me, moved the needle a lot on me trying to figure out more information about this and get an understanding. And a lot of it was around what you're talking about. It's aches and pains, it's joints, it's, you know, things that are Physically, like you can tell like something's wrong there, but then it's also down to the cellular level. So let me just kind of give you a few of these yeah. that I found in my research. So number one is, and this is different for everybody, right? You've got to consult with whoever it is that, you know, we're not doctors on this podcast. This is our disclaimer. We're Correct. just, we're two guys that love this stuff, but we do a lot of research on this. 
but it's going to be different right. for everybody. It's going to treat arthritis in many cases. There's been many, many research reports out there showing that PEMF therapy has been uh, super helpful in treating arthritis for people even out until the day they died, where they didn't even have to deal with it anymore for the rest of their life, which is awesome. Promote mm -hmm. cell regeneration, as we mentioned, that was one of the big ones. It improves circulation. If you vacillation, I talked about before in my biohacking episode, where if you can promote an uptick in vacillation, you're going to have a lot more promotion of circulatory things going on in your body, to your brain, to your heart. And a lot of this, like I said, is not just like, oh, well, maybe it works for some people, some others. This is pretty much on everybody out there because as humans, we're all different, but we all have this electromagnetic field that's going on. It also relieves symptoms of depression, I read, on several things and decreases diabetic factors. So Guys, this is a big deal in the sense that a lot of these things can help people as they're older and they have these issues going on. But what if we can catch it before we ever had to get in that situation? Some of you guys out there have migraines. I read that it helps a ton with migraines, even bone healing. People that had broken bones, they started putting this stuff on there or, or joints that were out of place that, that had torn, you know, tissue that had torn. They start putting that on there. Nerve repair even. I mean, I was just blown away by not just, I mean, you say relieving pain. That's one thing. When you're repairing nerves, mm -hmm. promoting bone healing, you're decreasing diabetic factors, symptoms of depression. I mean, this is real stuff that I'm really shocked and surprised mm -hmm. that more people, even in the biohacking community, aren't talking about yeah. as much as I think they should be. And I'm so glad you went down that list because you're absolutely right. Every time somebody comes and tells me, hey, does it help with this or does it help with that? I'm not a doctor. I can't say that. This company can't claim that. And we don't. Here's the thing. This is simply bringing up the voltage, that charge that your body needs in order to heal, recover be more optimal. Now, when you talk about migraines or nerve damage or bone growth, yeah, I mean, there was a doctor, I think it was Dr. Blackman's amazing recovery where with high intensity PEMF, he was able to repair his arm in just nine days. And that's actually FDA approved for bone growth. You know, the astronauts use this for muscle and, and bone loss degeneration. To give you some actual testimonials since I've been on the road, actually. So I can go on and on and on about this, but you mentioned migraines, so I'll start there. You know, there was a guy that came up and he's from the VA because the VA is thinking about uh, investing in this and various units to help out with, you know, PTSD, anxiety, depression, things of that nature. Well, this guy came up dealing with that and had some other stuff going on. And he had been dealing, actually, he, he does has a lot of migraines all the time. And he was dealing with one that morning and he came around 730 at nighttime, close to eight. And we we're going to do an hour session. So I sat him on the chair, put him at 2.5 pulses per second. I told him on a scale of one to 10, one being you can't feel anything, 10 being like, get this thing off of me to give me like a seven or eight. And he was there getting pulsed, charged, if you will. And I went downstairs to get a glass of water. And first of all, when he came, he said he had a migraine. He just was kind of low energy. He was kind of anxious. And there was actually a lot of stuff going on where I was at. I was, I was positioned at, at a friend's house and there was music in the background. There was people downstairs about to go to dinner and there was a lot of stuff going on. And he was one of those people that needed to kind of introvert, recharge for a couple hours to lower the anxiety, get rid of his migraine, et cetera. Well, you know, he promised he'd come for a demo, not only to, for himself, but for the VA to see if it was something that they could do. Right away when he said he had a migraine, from what I've seen, it's been curing that. And I actually, two days prior to that, I had a headache, not a migraine. And on the square pad accessory and the occipital point on the brainstem, I was able to put it there for about set the thing for about 10 minutes. Within 10 minutes, my headache was gone. And so I've seen it, felt it. So I told him, hey man, I was like, you got a migraine? Don't worry, we'll get rid of that. There's a square pad we can lay down and put it on the occipital point of the brainstem and uh, we'll remove that for you. And at the time he didn't say anything. He was just kind of, uh-huh. But when we did remove it, he said, you know what? When you said that, you know, I obviously didn't believe you, but I didn't even get him on the square pad on laying down. When I went down to go get a glass of water, 
talked to the people that were down there. And then I came back up. He said, Emilio. And he actually cursed. He was like, you son of a, you know, B. He's like, my head, my migraine's gone. That fast. I thought it was only that square. That fast. Within 10 minutes, he was like completely shocked. He said, you know, like, I can't believe it. He's like big eyes. He's just, my headache's gone. I'm like, wow. Well, yeah, I, think you we can't, have I mean, the thing I love about that is if it's a true migraine, like true migraine, he- yeah. even just a headache, like if you just got a headache, that's not placebo. Like you can't just like, there's yeah. certain things that are placebo, right? Where it's like, oh, maybe this will help me, but I'll, I'm skeptical, but oh, maybe it did help me. I don't know. That's not placebo yeah. guys. I mean, that is awesome. And he said he usually takes, you know, not only by himself for a few hours to lower his anxiety and everything like that. And there was people that wanted to come see the unit. So they actually went upstairs. They were talking, there was music in the background. And he was one of those people like, oh gosh, this is like the worst time, especially with the migraine, especially with his anxiety. And about five, seven, eight minutes after he said his headache was removed, he's like, dude, I feel so calm right now is insane because he knows himself. And at the time, after we removed the headache, I had changed the 2.5 pulses per second to 7.8. And for those listening, that's what the earth pulsates at. And so it's usually the calming kind of frequency, usually calms the nervous system. So I put him at 7.8. For a few more minutes, his anxiety was lessened. So he was more in that parasympathetic. And so, you know, that's an example of immediate results. You know, if I can, you know, to give you kind of another example really quick, there was a lady, you know, talk for hours. I'll just say maybe one more because I know we got a lot to talk about. But there's this guy, uh, and I won't mention any names, but the place that I was staying at, the neighbor invited a friend over who for years upon years upon years had been suffering with chronic pain. And not, like I said, it's not just with chronic pain. It's a lot of stuff. Every time people are like, you know, what about this? What about that? I say, well, do you have cells? At the end of the day, that's what it is. Okay. So anything that you're in pain or dysfunction or disease, what have you, there's some dysfunction there, meaning there's a low voltage there. This is simply raising that voltage so that your body can do what it was intended to do. So there's this lady, never met her, you know, but she's tried everything in the book, you know, her pain threshold's super high. I asked her, I said, when do you experience pain and where? And she says, well, the question is, when do I not experience pain? Hmm. I worked with her for about an hour and a half on the PEMF unit. And long story short, I said, how will you know if this did anything or if this worked, right? Because I want them to be on that mindset. Like, how will you know? You know, let's start thinking about that. Is it a mobility thing? Is it, you know, when I do this, she says, when I leave here to go to my car outside, I'll know. And by the way, she has a knee replacement. She's got metal in her ank- both her ankles. She's a breast cancer survivor. She's got a metal chest plate. She's got metal somewhere in her neck, I believe, close to the shoulder, just metal everywhere, pain everywhere, everything, like chronic stuff. And she says, hey, Emilio, so I just want to give you an update. She's like, you know, I woke up this morning. It's about, I've been up for about almost five hours now. And she says, I'm not in severe pain. I'm in a little bit of pain. It's tolerable. And I haven't taken my pain meds. She says the normal protocol that she goes through is that she wakes up. She immediately takes her pain pills because she's in such severe pain right when she wakes up that that's just the normal protocol. That's the process. And she says, I'm not in severe pain. I haven't taken my pain meds yet. I can't remember the last time that I didn't wake up in severe pain. You know, that was just one session. It is really touching and really cool to have people telling you that in person. Like I said, I don't know why we're not hearing about this more. (laughs) It just seems like every place would have these, but maybe it's just, you know, whenever I was, again, when I was going into the research about it, looking into it, because you got me so intrigued by it. I think when people are faced with a health problem, there's the what you and I might call conventional treatments out there. But with this PMF therapy that's coming on the market, there's something new that people are finding in, you know, preventative health or wellness or whatever tagline you want to put on that. And there's a ton of money invested in healthcare, right? And a lot of it's big pharma and stuff we've talked about, which masks the problem. It doesn't fix the problem. It just lets people tolerate it. It lets people deal with it until some of them until they die, you know, but they're still in pain. They're still suffering. They're still in depression. They're still whatever. 
but society as a whole, I think, because of that, is looking for an alternative solution. And that PEMF therapy, I think, is gaining more momentum. But I just think that's so awesome. So, you know, one other thing that I wanted to mention, especially because our last podcast that we did was about the oxygen advantage. Well, not to cut you off here, I will just say, man, what yeah. a, I mean, I had just started, I'd probably done four nights of taping my mouth shut whenever I, whenever I mentioned that last time. Yeah. Now I'm like at the time we're recording this, I'm probably 10 nights in maybe if I had to guess. Dude, what a freaking game changer that is. I can't describe it. It's not something that's easy to describe, but I just know how much more refreshed, if that's even the right word. I don't know. It's just hard to describe. There's just something about my feeling in my body now whenever I wake up after 10 days of having my mouth taped shut versus what I felt like whenever I didn't. Even whenever I was getting long sleep, I would just kind of still feel edgy. I'd still feel a little bit you know, weak, tired, you know, whatever. And it'd take me a while to get up and then get going and then I'd feel okay. And there's just something about me even waking up before my alarm now. And I just feel awesome. And I know that's from having my mouth taped shut, that feeling of being able to jump out of the bed and get going. And again, I won't dive into it too much here, but guys, if you're not taping your mouth shut at night, that's a game changer. Your breath actually gets a little bit deeper naturally whenever you sleep. That's why when people fall asleep, maybe like sitting on a couch beside you or whatever, you may not even know they're falling asleep, but all of a sudden you hear them breathing, you look over and they're not snoring. They're just breathing heavier and you know that they've fallen asleep, right? I mean, you've probably heard that before. Everybody has. But when you put the tape over your mouth, Mm-hmm. and you're forced to breathe through your nose, it regulates that deep breathing like that to where your body kind of stays in this calm, very light breathing. And the result of that, if you guys go out and read The Oxygen Advantage, the result of that is you just feel a lot more refreshed in the morning by getting the different type of air mm-hmm. through your nose and all that. So anyway, I didn't mean to jump in there, but since you had mentioned The Oxygen Advantage, uh, it gave me a chance oh, yeah. to just report in on what's been going on with that. It's been awesome. You know, when we talk about the voltage dropping when something happens in our bodies, you know, when that happens, the oxygen levels drop because they're controlled by the voltage level. And I think it's just important to note that when they drop, your metabolism changes to where you're only actually getting two molecules of ATP, that energy output, instead of 38 molecules per unit of fat process. So your cells are actually struggling to function. I mean, when they're only getting, when you think about it, when they're only getting two miles per the gallon. And so when this happens, what's happening in your body is that we have about a trillion or so bugs that live in our bodies. And so when these oxygen levels drop, these bugs wake up right? and they begin to have, you know, and I think I might've mentioned this last time, but it's important to note that they start to have lunch by putting out these enzymes that end up dissolving our cells. And so the way that this happens is that these enzymes enter our blood and then they start to damage cells throughout the body. And so that's why, you know, this Dr. Jerry Tennant that we were just talking about talks about how chronic disease is always defined by low voltage one because of that process that unfolds in the body man that's so important i mean it, a lot of stuff we talk about on here is interesting and this is certainly but man when you start getting to a lot of the mm-hmm. healing stuff that generations before us just never had the opportunity to explore and look into i mean that is that's awesome i mean we're living in such a unique time and so much is happening technology wise but so much on the cellular health level yeah. as well preventative health and wellness and those sort of things so i think yeah. that that's yeah. awesome Man, one of the things that I wanted to bring up today, shifting gears here just a little bit is, and actually before I get into that, I hadn't prepared to talk about this, but I want to talk about this with you guys because at the time this podcast goes out, so this podcast should air on Monday the 21st. And whenever that happens, I will have started, I don't know if you've seen any of my stuff on this, Emilio, I will have started my buddy Alex Charfin, his natural thirst reprogramming plan. That's kind of my word for it, where you're just training your body to, you're training your body basically to be thirsty for water again. crazy as that sounds. 
when your body, and I didn't realize all this until until I started diving into a lot of his research, but when your body has a lot of other stuff going down your throat, whether it be energy drinks, tea, soft drinks, milk, coffee, I mean, just think of all the things that are abundant that we could pour down mm-hmm. liquid into our throat today that maybe our ancestors didn't have. You think about that, and it's like your body has been conditioned not to have a thirst and a longing for water. And for years, people used to tell me like, hey, I've drank water for so long, and I drink it so much throughout the day that I'm constantly thirsty. And that made zero sense to me. I'm like, what does that even mean? Well, whether they realize it or not, they may not yeah. even know why that's happening, but your body has a natural thirst instinct. He has this plan. It's basically a 10-day plan. And it's to eliminate anything liquid besides water. It's to hyperhydrate. So first thing in the morning, you're pop, you're slamming back about two liters of water. I like to put sea salt and the juice of half a lemon in mind for the health benefits that are there. And then reprogramming your body. So we're going to start a 10-day natural thirst challenge. And if all you guys have to do, if you're hearing this on Monday or if you hear this anytime, it doesn't matter. You can start this at any time. Go to getthirstynow.com. And what Alex has done, it's a pretty cool setup, is he sends you for 10 days. He sends you videos and documents talking about the benefits of hyperhydration, what it's doing to your cells. You know, 75% of Americans are walking around out there hyper dehydrated, chronically dehydrated. And we don't even realize what that's doing to our system. And it brings on, I mean, he he would go as far as to say is every illness out there, every disease out there is caused in some part due to dehydration and a lack of water, which is really interesting because he talks about inflammation. He talks about even things like ADHD and how your brain works and all that. A lot of that is just due to you not having the stuff in your brain that you need to. And so if you guys are hearing this on Monday, I'm starting with a group of people. You can join us, but start on Monday. 10-day natural thirst challenge. Don't drink anything but water during that time. And basically every hour you're drinking 10 ounces or more of pure, clean water, the right type of water, and not drinking anything else for 10 days. And you're going to reset that thirst instinct in your body to want water. And then you won't go back to the energy drinks. You won't go back to pounding caffeine on sodas. You won't go back to drinking milk. You'll sit down and with a meal or whatever, and you'll say, man, I'm really craving water right now. Wow, that's so amazing. And I totally believe in that. And I think a lot of people are not drinking enough water and people always try to, but it's, you know, that's interesting that you said the more that you drink, the more that your body, and you know what, it's so true that there's tons of different drinks that we drink out there. I mean, supermarkets flooded with various types of things that's normally people's go-to. I mean, I know that is for me. I'm like, oh, I got to get this and then I got to get that and then try that. And it's like, you know, let's drink more water. Yeah, absolutely. And as disciplined, quote unquote, of a person as I try to claim to be on so many things in life, I fail miserably at water. You know, I got into sparkling water recently with like San Pellegrino and Topo Chico down here in the South. That's really good. But carbonation is not great for your bones and not great for, you know, a lot of things as far as gassy and the way you feel and stuff. So it adds a little bit of excitement to the water. You go back and try to drink regular water after drinking like a big old San Pellegrino or whatever. That's good. It does have minerals and stuff in it. But I was drinking it like three or four of those a day just to say, oh, I'm getting my water in. And so now by forcing myself each day to kind of drink water, because I'm really actually priming the pump, I call it, to get ready, (laughs) cutting down the caffeine, drinking a lot more water each day, getting ready for Monday, it's really made me enjoy water so much and and really realize what I missed out on. So I just wanted to mention that to you guys. And here's the deal. I am so serious about this because water is really, the more I read out there, the number one biohacking tool, and it's free. I mean, come on, how easy is it? You can go out and spend all this money on certain things we're talking about that help, but how easy is it just to drink water, right? So if you guys go to getthirstynow.com, you message me on any form of social media with a screenshot, whether it's Twitter, Snapchat, 
Facebook, Instagram, any of that, you, you send a screenshot to me that you have gotten the first email, you signed up for the program and send me your details. I will send out a free copy of my book from success to significance where the six vision building exercises, five components to creating your strategy that I've gotten so many great comments on where it's changing people's lives. I'm going to send a free copy of that out to you guys by ebook or regular paperback. And uh, that's how serious I am about just change lives out there. So I'm really excited about that. I'm definitely going to have my Cross Phoenix coaching, putting that out. I'm definitely going to do that. It's exciting. And I'm glad that you brought it on because I wanted to hear more about it. And I think that's really cool. Let me say this real quick too. A lot of people think when you start talking about a 10 day water challenge, they automatically think what? They think fast. Like, oh, I'm fasting and I'm just drinking water. That's not what this is. You can eat whatever you want all day long. It's just that when it comes time to drink something, make sure it's pure, clean water. It's not a fast, so I just want to make sure I point that out as well. Mm -hmm. You know, what's really interesting about when you said about carbonation, you know, because now that I'm doing this whole PMF stuff, I see everything out there as electron donor or electron stealer. And really, that's how everything is. And so, like, moving water is an electron donor, gives you electrons. You know, still water will steal electrons from you. Carbonated water actually steals electrons. You know, moving air steals electrons. You know, if you're next to a tree, it gives you electrons. Funny enough, if, if like me and you were together, if there's one weaker charge than the other, if, you know, let's say we hug, then, you know, the weaker one will get more of the electrons. It's, it's crazy how me, everything bro. in life get is. Get away from me. Yeah, get away from me, bro. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah, so carbonation is actually electron stealer just now that I see everything like that. But yeah, anything other than that would be good. Awesome, man. Well, I, I didn't even mean to get into that, but I'm just so passionate about that. And it's, you know, right here on the heels of when this podcast is going to be coming out. But guys, if you hear this podcast, I don't know if you hear this eight months from now, you know, it doesn't matter. Alex is going to have that side up and he and I actually have a podcast coming out in the next couple of weeks. And that's where I knew he was a lot about water and I'd seen some of his water stuff and biohacking stuff out there. But when he started breaking it down for me on the podcast, uh, which, you know, by the time this thing airs, wait a couple of weeks, go look for that when it's going to be coming out. I mean, it just really got me fired up. And, you know, I've had a couple of people ask me like, man, why are you so fired up? Why are you putting out Facebook live videos about water? It's like, I will put out face, I'll put out anything that moves the needle, right? I mean, I will go the bat for anything, no matter how boring or inconsequential it seems, if there's some proof behind it. And I just know for years I've needed more water. So mm -hmm. anyway, enough about that. Go to getthirstynow.com. Shoot me a screenshot that you signed up. I'll send you out a free copy of my book and hopefully you join our community. Message me, let me know that you want to do it and we'll be including you in the group. And if you hear this later on, join on anyway, go to the website. It's still probably going to be there. So what I wanted to go over with you guys today, I think this is really interesting. And Emilio, this is going to be hard to put into a podcast. Honestly, I've thought about it a little bit here as far as my research on it and how can I present this to the listeners. So here's what I'm going to do, guys. The best thing for y'all to do, even after I describe this, is to head over to the show notes. So this is going to be, what is this going to be? Live episode number 34. So it'll be success101podcast.com forward slash live 34. I'm going to have a graphic up there that I want you guys to go check out about cognitive bias. Now, I've been learning a lot about cognitive bias from my Unbeatable Mind Academy that I signed on with my good friend Mark Devine, which if you haven't checked out a lot about Mark Devine, he runs SealFit out in California, and he's got the Unbeatable Mind Academy. His two books, The Way of the Seal and The Unbeatable Mind, are two of my favorite books out there. I've gone through both of them like three times. But I've learned a lot about cognitive bias through his training and through his teaching and how his acronym of BOOF that you guys may have heard me mention before, B-O-O, -O, which is background of obviousness, means our backgrounds to us are obvious to us, but it may not be obvious to the rest of the world. And in fact, it may be downright wrong, especially here in the West. We have our opinionated ideas of what we're doing and thinking and other cultures come in, you know, whatever. And we're like, oh, I'm going to shut them out or I'm not going to be open to their ideas. They're different than me. 
that's not right. Our background doesn't mean it's the right, but it's our obviousness that we have to fight through, even though it's not obvious to other people. So Buster Benson, that I found the best you know, research around this from is cognitive bias cheat sheet. That's what I'm going to post for you guys out there. And what he says is thinking is hard. And where I'm going with all this, guys, kind of the buildup here is around thinking toward peak performance, you know, thinking smarter, not harder, right? To go back to that coin phrase, thinking is hard because of four real universal conundrums. And you guys will see that whenever you go to this cheat sheet that I'm going to list on the website. But he really breaks it down into four things that in today's society, especially here in the West, makes thinking really hard. Okay. Have you ever thought about this, Emilio? Have you ever thought about like, man, why do I get so caught up in self-sabotage, negativity, hesitating on making the decisions that I know are right for me, being disciplined? I mean, I'm just rattling stuff off here. There's more than 200, right? But there are four conundrums, I guess. There's a lot of specific biases, like 200 in total, he says, that have been discovered and studied by various scientists or, you know, researchers in the last 50 years. They've kind of broken it down into 200 total. Of those 200, which can be really complex, there's only four that really get in your way. Okay, so I'm going to go through these and you guys can get more when you go look on the website. But the first conundrum that really keeps us from uh, thriving and getting in our own way is there's too much information. I've talked about this a lot on podcast episodes about just all the noise in our face that keeps us from thriving, okay? So there's too much information all around us every day for any individual out there. I don't care how smart you are or how intelligent you are, how much research you've done. We can't process it all, right? We have our five senses, And there's a ton of information out there. If you look just outside of your world, if you look at your office, if you look at your social settings, if I mean, there's just so much information all around that we are missing information all the time that we should be picking up. And then we're letting a lot of noise get in our face that really keeps us from thriving. So the point there on the first one is technology is evolving to help us with things like hacks and apps and time management, things like that. But we can't capture everything. There's just so much noise out there. So that's going to come back to discipline and time hacking, those sort of things, but there's still just too much, right? The second conundrum is there's not enough meaning for us to make well thought out or well meaningful decisions that really move the needle. So if you think about this, if our brain has to process raw information that's coming into our field each day into something meaningful, we at some point have to connect the dots between limited information that has come into our peripheral, so to speak, and the just vast, you know, Tons of information that's out there, right? So people's beliefs, people's associations, negative thoughts that you've stored from previous experiences. Connecting the dots in today's time, especially with all the noise, is very imprecise. And it's also subjective to what you think, going back to boo, background of obviousness that may not be right. So it results in a story that's a blend of old and new information. And your new stories are being built out of the bricks of your old stories, but you'll also always have a hint of those past qualities that might make us tend to be negative. As you just said, we live in our head. We're always trying to make decisions on things, but without enough meaning tied to really know why we believe in something or not believe in something enough because we've forgotten from you know our past experiences. So the whole point there, guys, is without something having enough meaning to us, we may not have enough information to process it or enough new information to implement it into our own lives to be valuable. So that's why people know they shouldn't eat tons of bad food, but they sit down and really enjoy it is because they're not remembering what their commitments were. They're not remembering that time whenever they got really in shape and they felt great. It's just too much information, right? Or not enough meaning in the situation. The third thing, guys, is there's not enough time and resources. And I'm not talking about the people that say, oh, there's not enough time in the day. 
It's just that there's not enough time in the moment or day or lifetime to thoroughly consider and analyze all the possibilities to make sure that in every moment you're making the right decisions and taking the right actions. Otherwise, no one would ever make mistakes, right? You'd never look back on anything and say, oh, man, how stupid. Why did I do that? Like, I know better than that. Why in the world did I do that, right? Even deciding what you guys should have for lunch is sometimes, if you had to weigh out all the options of why I should do this versus that, what the options are, what this will do for me, will this make me sleepy, will this make me energized, whatever. If you try to consider all your options, I mean, you'd spend your whole, like two hours over lunch trying to figure out what you should eat, right? So the point there is we're limited by the time versus the vast information that is out there. So we don't have time to make quick decisions and analyze all the information. And lastly here, guys, I know there's a lot here to unpack, but I'm going somewhere here with this. But the fourth conundrum is there's not enough memory. And that's what we talk about a lot with our brains and stuff is there's just not enough space in our brains to store all the raw information, the stories, the past decisions, as I've mentioned, that we've made. So we've got to be really strategic what we choose to remember, what we choose to let slide out of our minds. You know, what do you hold on to and what do you forget? And we can try to generalize or identify patterns to save some space. That's what typically the human brain does naturally. But sometimes those create problems of their own just because you just get too much in there. So your brain can only hold so much as you're just da-da-da-da-da-da-da processing throughout the day or what, is, what should I be doing right now, whatever. So the point there is we forget the pain of failure sometimes. We don't learn from it and we don't pay attention to some of the big things that we really should hold on to. So what I'm going to post here for you guys is a cheat sheet. It's a cognitive bias cheat sheet that's really interesting. It takes those four things, as I mentioned, too much info, not enough meaning, not enough time, not enough memory. And basically, it helps you to categorize these into things like, what should I be keeping an example of in my mind? What should I hold on to? What can I do to, what changes can I make? What repetition can I put in there? And this is going to help you guys think smarter not harder, even though it's impossible to process everything out there, this is going to give you an awesome hack, an awesome cheat sheet to that. And when I saw this, I snagged it immediately and thought, man, I've got to present this to the listeners. There's a version you can download on the computer that I'll link up and a version even for your smartphone background that you can link up that just shows those four things and shows, you know, you can save space by doing something. You can assume something different. You can fill in the gaps with something different and then only notice certain things that appeals to all four of those and I think you guys are going to really enjoy this. Again, there's like 200 total specific biases out there that have been studied over the last 50 years, but breaking it down into these four conundrums and those 20 categories of bias that you'll see on the uh, the graphic, you've got everything you need to know to work a lot smarter and not harder. And I'm really excited for you guys to see that and dive into it. I love it, man. I mean, I think this is a huge topic that I think might need a part two as well. I mean, it may or may not, but I mean, you know, one of the accreditations I have is the leadership assessment accreditation with my coaching from the Academy of Brain-Based Leadership. And they talk about the different biases that we have, like the cognitive biases. And you've touched on these, you know, the decision-making, belief and behavioral biases, social biases, and memory errors and biases. And so, I mean, I don't think we have enough time right now, but I think it's a really juicy topic to really kind of break open and dissect maybe down the line. And if anybody's interested, that's awesome they did that. And that's why I started this thing off saying I was really excited to get this out to you guys. But it's very hard to explain if you don't see the cheat sheet that's right in front of you. And I think for a lot of you guys, especially you entrepreneurs out there, you deep thinkers that are getting up every day just trying to create so many things in a small amount of time and space, but also so much noise and information around you, entrepreneurs, people in sales, coaches people working with individuals on uh, health and, you know, anything else, anyone that has to run a schedule or make decisions during the day of what should I be working on now 
And why is my brain kind of sabotaging me from not doing what I need to be doing? Why do I get caught up on social media? Why do I get caught up doing things I know I shouldn't be doing? I think this is going to help you guys out a lot. And I'm really excited to implement this in my own life and bring it out to you guys um, probably in another episode to show you what uh, what it comes down to. But remember those four, and you'll see this when you're the website, the four break down in a broader sense to what should we remember? Too much information, not enough meaning, and we need to act fast. All of those have the 200 cognitive biases in the graphic that I'll post. And it's really interesting to see, man, our brain can be our friend or our enemy, but most of the time it's our enemy. So little cheats like this, little hacks like this can super help us thrive, excel, crush our goals, whatever you guys are trying to do out there. And really, if nothing else, get out of your own way. Such a big thing, getting out of our own way, man. I see that all the time with my clients and just big thing. I mean, for me too, right? I mean, you know, when it comes, I'm aware of it and I know how to get past it, but such a big thing. Yeah. And I think for a lot of times we talk about living in our heads, as we've mentioned already. And the idea many times is to get out of that. Like, man, we live in our heads so much. Let's get out of that. I'm just kind of surrendering to the fact that we are going to live in our heads. It's just what do we do with that that makes us, if you look at successful people out there or people in the biohacking community that are really, whether it's meditation, whether it's cheats like this, hacks like this, whatever, what are people who are really in control of their day, their time, their mind, their emotions, all the things we could list out? What are they doing different than everybody else? They're not getting out of their heads. They're human. That stuff is still there. Even people like Navy SEALs and people like that, they are still got the same physiological, epigenetics, genes, whatever, same type of brain in their head. What they've done, though, is they figured out ways to compartmentalize these things to where they rock it on whatever level of field that they're specializing in, and they don't let anything else get in the way. And I look to those people and go, holy cow, I want to model my life after that. And things like this, I think guys can help and why I really wanted to bring it to you guys. So he's Emilio Palafox. I'm Jared Warren. We just enjoy this time so much with you guys. If you guys want to grab a copy of my book, I almost forgot to mention, head over to success101podcast.com forward slash the dash book. And in the promo code, put in success101. You're going to get that for just the shipping costs here in the U.S. Or you can grab the ebook reader if you're international outside of the U.S. And man, until next time, I thought this was an awesome podcast. Can't wait to get back on again with you guys and hope you keep rocking it. Emilio, man, keep doing what you're doing. I look forward to hearing what you're up to as well. Thank you so much, man. Thanks for having me again, and thanks for listening, guys. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.